this is a must have conversation and I'm going to talk about not me but John Gray who wrote the book Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus. Uh, he's a relationship counselor and a lecturer and I believe he also practiced um, Buddhism. Was it Buddhism I think? He went on um, some went on his spiritual journey and practiced some form of spirituality. I want to say it's Buddhism. Don't quote me on that one. But again, um, he's a relationship counselor. And uh, this is a must-have conversation because it, it's going to explain the whole thing on sexual behavior. And I did a podcast about this in reference to how too much sex, especially with men, can... Um, Cause, is that the word I'm looking for? Too much sex, period. It's, it's, it's just not good. And it's just about men and women, but mostly for men. Um, he's going to get into the biology and the psychology parts of it. The clip is about 20 minutes long, but it's very important. Um, I've listened to it over and over and over and over because I thought it, he made a lot of interesting points as a fact. As a matter of fact, everything that he said made sense. So we need to understand ourselves, especially when it comes to estrogen in women and testosterone in men and how that affects our sex lives. Um, he also mentioned something about confidence in men and power and how women are drawn to powerful men. Um, and the main reason is, is because of confidence. And when a man is confident, a woman picks up that and then that makes her gets excited um and even it, it's even a big turn on and that i can agree with a hundred percent um so when men exude confidence it just does something to us women <laughs> but he's going to get into that he'll talk about that and again this is john gray who is a relationship counselor and who has practiced uh, spirituality so he's going to talk about um, how too much sex is not good. Um, this is for both sexes, men and women, but especially for men. There are certain basic factors involved there that we may not even be aware of, but we just find women find themselves being attracted to, and that is uh, men who have money and men who have power at the same time while women are denying that they need a man with money and power. Uh, it's just power excites women. Why? Because when a man feels confident, his body produces pheromones and pheromones stimulate estrogen in women and they feel sexually attracted to men. Women only get experienced that uh, high level of arousal when a man's testosterone levels go to a much, much higher level. And if he can start out with it because with, he feels confident, but the problem today is not that men have to have lots of money and have jobs and all this stuff to, to feel confident. It's that he feels that he's not lovable unless he gets all that. And a woman won't want him. And the evidence is there for him because he's out there putting himself out there and women don't want him. So the, the, there's a whole dynamic here, which is everything in our society is going askew. So today I just want to focus on this idea of too much sex why men don't commit and women can't fall in love. But the first part of it is why men don't commit when they do have a relationship with you for a little while, then they disappear. This happens all the time. It's, yeah, he's not into you, but why is he not into you? 
bottom line is sex brings up a lot of issues. It brings up insecurities in men and it brings up insecurities in women. It's in my book, Mars, Venus on a Date. You know, how do you get through the five stages? And the second stage is that challenging one, which is once you feel really attracted to somebody, you experience, uh, you know, this is a special person, you start to feel like maybe they're the one. And then you go, oh, I don't know if they're the one. If you feel insecure, you can't feel commitment. Commitment is masculine energy. Okay, this is what masculine energy is all about, which is selflessness and commitment and not having insecurities and doubts and worries and fears. And of course, men have fears today. And sex just brings up more fears. Sex is extremely estrogen producing experience in men. That's when they ejaculate. When they ejaculate, the estrogen shoots up, their testosterone shoots down. So already their confidence drops and their emotions become much, much stronger. Uh, I was inspired by this because there was a shooting of prostitutes in the news this morning. And, you know, the, the police officer is one of these guys who's just in his head. He had no compassion for the families of the eight women who were killed by this guy. Uh, and he's just sort of saying, well, he was, seemed like a reasonable guy. He's having a good day, you know, and uh, no empathy on how terrible this situation, this is horrible and so forth. And, and uh, you, you just have to be on that side. It's not the right time to talk about well, we asked him, was it a hate crime or what, what was it? And he said it was his sexual addiction. But I took off on the idea, and I will put that to the side. But I just, a big part of this is sexual addiction. If we look at the horror that ha was going on there, if you go back to uh, the clergy of the Catholic Church uh, back in the Dark Ages, where they would burn women as Satan if a woman turned him on, you know, so there's... <laughs> This is like the insanity, you know, this is what go, goes on in this world, which is, you know, women had to clothe themselves, you know, if you turn on a man, then you're evil. Men had their own problems, their own problems, and then they blamed the woman for it because she aroused him, she turned him on, and this is just horrible stuff. But what happens is that because men have so much shame around sexuality, this is deep embedded shame around sexuality, uh, which is you know, sex can be very much abused and mistreated, you know, can hurt people and be mis misused. And, and so there should be shame around it. You know, if you push yourself on somebody who's not interested, that's shameful. You know, that just, uh, that hurts them. And, and so there's so much shame around sex. And, you know, I grew up in a very nice neighborhood and a very nice life, you know, not Hugh High, middle class, basically, upper middle class, I'd say. And so everything was, you know, pretty positive. But, you know, I'd look at a girl and uh, I go, oh, I want to have sex with her. You know, just this instinct. It's an instinct inside men. It's the first instinct that comes. Women feel the instinct for sex when their testosterone levels go up as the result of their estrogen levels going up. So for women, often they just don't feel that desire to have sex unless there's a certain level of arousal and then she wants to have sex. And for many men, this is very confusing because they feel like, oh, my wife doesn't want to have sex with me. That's their conclusion, and then they lose interest. Well, it's not that she doesn't want to have sex. She has more requirements before she can, her testosterone levels can come up to, in order to want to have sex. Now, many women, after their husbands lose interest in them, say, I want to have sex. But they're not really feeling the, the longing in their loins <laughs> to have sex. You know, They like the idea of my husband desiring me and wanting to make love to me, and he's not there anymore. And so... 
uh, she feels so hurt and rejected. When the reality is one of the reasons that she is not getting the sex, the romance she wants is quite often, we'll look at some of the reasons for this, but it's anytime women, you have sex with a man, you open your heart and you start to, and then he comes, he ejaculates before you, then basically uh, your soul will feel rejected. You see, you, you open up, your estrogen's rising up and he disappears. So it's a conditioned response. The conditioned response is that if you open up and somebody disappears, that means you're becoming aroused, your estrogen's going up, you're feeling this deep sense of, I can depend on him. Are you yielding yourself to him? You're opening up to him. Then what's happening at that point is that he pulls away because he ejaculates before you have an orgasm. So men, men have to learn if you, if you know, too much sex, when I say that basic line, what I'm saying for men is too much ejaculation. Because when you ejaculate, the testosterone levels surge and you feel, oh, this is right before it, it's rising up. But also what rises up even more is the estrogen. And then the estrogen pushes down the testosterone. And uh, so he, he basically when testosterone goes down, he loses a lot of his interest in you. My favorite joke on this is some cartoon, which is a woman asking a man, is it really true that men lose interest after having sex with a woman? And the man says, are having sex right away, because this, this topic is too much sex, and a big part of it is too much sex right away, and then it's too much sex in marriage, etc. But it's too much sex. There's a lot of parameters to this, this theme, and that is that uh, I just want to take a moment to welcome everybody here and see who's here. Have a look. Uh, so glad you're all here. And I know that uh, Helena is listening too. She's my assistant, so she will answer some of your questions that you have for me about, you know, logistics or whatever. Uh, and at the same time, Helena, uh, would you send me a email of last week's questions? Because I, I want to get to those questions in the second part. So too much sex, basically, for a man keeps his testosterone down. This was so amazing when the Japanese did a study showing that men, when they have sex with their partner, their testosterone will go down 50% the next day. And it will stay down and then go for six days without ejaculating. On the seventh day, it will double. So imagine women, you have sex with a man and his testosterone level is double. Then you open up that that will bring your estrogen to a higher level. And that's been proven. When men produce high levels of testosterone, it makes pheromones that will raise women's estrogen so they can feel a deeper level of love then they can feel that deep level of love, a confidence that I can get what I need from him. It's a biological confidence. I can get what I need from him. In a sense, the word isn't even confidence. If we have a little bit of discernment here, it is self-assured, self-assurance. See, to me, self-assurance is the feminine version of confidence. The male version of confidence is that this is a woman I can, I can make happy. If I can make her happy, then my life's not gonna be ruined. Because so many men today say, why would I get married if, if the chances of death uh, through divorce was going to lose half my income, my house, and everything else, if, if the chances against me are 60-40? Okay, so imagine you're going on a, a hike and you've got with a group of people and you've got a, a leader and there's this place where you have to jump between one cliff to another 
and he he jumps over and he says, "Okay, so everybody do that jump." And I just need to give you the warning that you know sixty percent of you will not make it and you'll die. <laughs> so are you going to be one of the forty percent? No, you have to have. If you're going to be one of the forty percent, you need to practice a lot uh, that jump before there's a danger. So we need a lot of practice in a relationship. That's called bonding. Every relationship requires time to build up a bonding. So there's a confidence. But confidence in men comes from high testosterone, not from low testosterone. And for women, self-assuredness comes from high estrogen, not lower estrogen. So in the presence of this man, your estrogen levels need to double. But then if he ejaculates before you actually rise to the highest level, then you experience that as I open up, he disappears rather than as I fully open up and the job is done, then he joins me in that and then he disappears because he will. It will go down when you have your orgasm. His energy will still go down. That's what happens after sex for men. The job is done and it's actually a good thing. Okay, so the idea is sex is so alluring. It's so amazing that that's all we do is have sex. <laughs> so... <laughs> I remember in my younger years, I took uh, uh, magic mushrooms, which are now starting to be legalized. Psilocybin and magic mushrooms are being legalized in Colorado and Oregon. I think those are the states. And soon it'll be everywhere because it's a great therapeutic experience. But when I took mine uh, with a friend, so I went so high. I mean, I, I was so happy. I was so at peace. I was so expanded. It, I was one with the universe, you know, and I even left this whole human existence, went somewhere and I'm coming back into my body. I remember three levels in and before that, you're not allowed to remember. <laughs> it was just so big, this, this consciousness couldn't hold it. It was amazing. Uh, not everybody has that amazing experience. I had already been a celibate for nine years when that happened, so that already altered my uh, celibate with no masturbation produces huge amounts of life force in your body. Semen is for men the massive life force. It gives babies, makes babies. It's distilled down. All of all the food you eat and everything you do distills down to make this magic elixir and then you throw it away. Uh, I'm not against ejaculating for men. I'm just saying eventually you can learn how to have sex without ejaculating, but you have, that's a long journey. I'm not teaching that today, but that is like, seals the deal on any relationship, but actually just regular sex, uh, the right kind of sex. That's our theme today. Too much sex. Too much sex will inhibit your testosterone from rising up with your partner to double, but it doesn't inhibit your testosterone rising up with a stranger. That's called porn. The most dangerous addiction today in the world is porn. It's destroying relationships because there's nothing you can do about it if you're a man. I mean, Basically, I'm purely monogamous. Monogamy is the most amazing thing. And every, every guy goes, uh, I give up my freedom. I don't want to give up my freedom uh, to throw my energy away. <laughs> I don't want to give up my freedom to throw away all my savings and go broke again and again and again. But I want to be free. Be free to lust after women that are not interested in me. To be free to lust after women who don't love me, who are deciding whether they love me or not. Uh, I'm, I'm going to throw away my energy in that way. And I'm looking at all these magazines, imagining that or porn, these women want me when they don't. It's all fantasy. So it's, you're just living a big lie. 
as opposed to living reality where you actually have a partner, you love them, you have sex with them, your energy goes into them when you ejaculate and it comes right back to you because you gave her an orgasm first. And if she doesn't have an orgasm, then you don't have an orgasm. Then you hold back, you wait till she can. Half the women never had an orgasm. Why? Because many ejaculate before she can get there. So if you're you know, a preemie, which means you premature ejaculate before her orgasm, then what you do is before you go inside of her, which is too much estrogen stimulation in you, it's too much pleasure, pleasure is estrogen. So, so much pleasure when you, when you put your penis in her, it's just gonna cause so much pleasure, your estrogen shoots up, your testosterone goes down. That's ejaculation. So what you do is you practice, first of all, not masturbating. You know, if <laughs> every time you masturbate, your testosterone goes down, that immediately creates an addiction to, I depend on masturbation to experience a burst of testosterone. Because for your aliveness, for a man, he needs testosterone. How do we know that? Well, when men are depressed, their testosterone is low. When men are angry, their testosterone is low. When men are insecure, their testosterone is low. When men are not motivated, their testosterone is low. And when men can't commit, their testosterone is low. And what builds confidence in men is that when he, when he reveals himself and a woman reveals himself, when he become intimate in the bedroom and his testosterone goes up, it's like, oh, this is great. I like this. He feels like, ah, oh, this is wonderful like eating ice cream or something. There's nothing personal about it. He doesn't even know you if it's a one night stand. Gets get that. And so what happens is when he ejaculates into you, if he doesn't know you and you don't feel known by him, then what happens is his energy doesn't come back to him. Love is a oneness, it's a connection. Sex is the most amazing thing if it's done with love. And it takes practice to do that because Part of why, what the purpose of sex for the enlightened person, the purpose of sex for monkeys is just to make babies and it feels really good. So you have this strong motivation to do it. And then you have a, uh, if you're a man, you continue having a strong motivation to do it if you're a monkey man. So, you know, these books talk about how men can make, they have so much sperm that they can make babies every day. So why, why do you think men are by nature monogamous? Monkeys are by nature not monogamous. <laughs> I'm not a monkey. Men are not monkeys. And that somebody has to teach them how not to be monkeys. Masturbation just reinforces your monkey tendency of depending on pleasure to feel good rather than using pleasure to get in touch with your feelings of love. That's the whole, that's why sex is so amazing is that we, Love is inside of us. If you're a conscious being, you have the ability to access love, generosity, virtue, kindness, uh, forgiveness. All these qualities are within us and our higher potential as human beings. We've got the DNA for it, but it's right here in the forehead, not down in the penis. But by being aware, but through sex, okay, through sex, if you do it right, you can become aware of your feelings. And you feel if you have if your feelings are feelings of love, you access your feelings of love, then your love can grow, and that's what's called making love. But too much sex depletes a man's testosterone, causes him to want more sex, want more sex until it all just burns out. So you know, basically, these guys, 35, 40 years old, are using Viagra. Uh, shocking, shocking. Mm. 
because they can't have their erections or they can have their erections with a stranger because they see there's no conditioned response that with that stranger, my testosterone went down. Now, his testosterone with your wife is gonna go down, but when you go for six days without ejaculating, then on the seventh day, it will come back up and the brain has what's called counter conditioning. Oh, it's back. Uh, another one of the challenges of too much sex is that when you have sex, it will always, for men, bring up your estrogen and uh, that creates insecurities. So he doesn't have confidence. It brings up emotions. Estrogen is emotions. And for women after sex, it brings up emotions, suppressed emotions, which uh, over there being these supermen, okay, on your male side, running things, doing things out in the world and so forth, which is good, all good, no problem with that, except that and I watch TV, now all the heroes are women. They're all beating up on men. <laughs> And they're all like powerful women. Well, it's all part of this thing to try to empower women, get women over their male side. Okay, with that, that's a good thing. But too much of a good thing is not a good thing. Too much sex is not a good thing. Too much love is a good thing. But neediness is not love. Okay, need, need is the precursor to feeling love. But neediness is the precursor to not love, but we think it's love because need feels so good. It's the precursor, uh, I need, estrogen goes up, but then suddenly it's negative because I'm not getting. Neediness is I need more than is available to me. That's the opposite of being in present time. Everybody's talking about be present. Being present means needing what's in front of you. And the reality is, and this is where my spiritual message is, which is that you always have everything you need. It's all here. It's this Rolling Stone song. You, know, you can't always get what you want. But if you try sometime, you can get what you need. And I grew up with that. The reason I love that, that whole thing is my mother was an example of it for me. And she even said it a few times. I don't know how many times she said it, but it's just like, and you can't always get what you want. This is before the Rolling Stones song, is that you always have what you need. And if you don't feel, if you're not, if you're unhappy, it's because you're looking the wrong direction because what you need is available to you. You know, what's interesting is actually, I, you know, we're in the COVID season now and I just have to remind everybody that vitamin D is so important. Anybody who goes to the hospital with COVID problems has vitamin D.